Welcome back, everyone. A quick update on the book. I'm recording this episode on April 7th. I have met the goal of 35,000 words for my first draft. Now, some of you are thinking, I thought he said 40,000 words was his goal. And you are correct. The extra 5,000 plus words will be made up from the forward, the acknowledgements, and some of the testimonials. Now, the next step is to compile the articles into one document and arrange it in an order that I think that they belong to see if it flows naturally. I will do some editing and finding that consistent voice while editing. This process should take about 30 days. Now, let's start this episode. What is innovation? We know it when we see it, right? The iPhone, self-driving cars, artificial intelligence, virtual interactive platforms all come to mind. According to the Oxford Dictionary, the definition of innovation is the action or process of innovating and a new method, idea, product, etc. During my improv journey, I've come across many quotes about how we should be innovating, such as bad ideas are bridges to good ideas and no ideas lead to nothing, or bring a brick and don't bring a cathedral. Now, the first quote is saying that all ideas are good no matter how crazy they may seem. The idea is, even though we may or may not implement that crazy idea, we will play with the idea to see what we can make out of it. The second quote is saying that the leader of the meeting, a project, or team should not bring the solution to the problem, challenge, or goal being addressed, otherwise known as the cathedral. But rather, their role should be to solicit ideas, bricks, from the group to build a viable solution. On the other hand, those ego-led leaders who approach their team with the answer projecting an attitude of, I'm the smartest person in this entire room, only serve to shoot down ideas from the team and stop innovation in its tracks. Innovation is fueled by the former, not the latter. With that being said, my favorite quote comes to mind. You can't create and criticize in the same space. Ego-led criticizing during creation is a hindrance to the creative process. The ego-less all ideas are welcome. And it translates into two different kinds of thinking that drive innovation. Divergent thinking and convergent thinking. Divergent thinking is the process of coming up with as many ideas as possible and not censoring yourself, criticizing, or qualifying the concept. Divergent thinking is all about quantity and not about quality. Convergent thinking, on the other hand, is the process of analyzing and critiquing the ideas to see which ones are viable. You may be wondering, what's wrong with criticizing an idea during the divergent thinking process? It would seem we are using our time more effectively, right? No, not really. When we say we can't do that, or we tried that last year, or we don't have the resources to pull that off, the idea generation machine is killed. The incentive to volunteer your idea with a high probability of it being shot down before putting any thought into the concept makes the risk not worth taking. I came across a Dilbert cartoon in the Sunday comics that is a perfect example of this killing of the idea generation machine. And it goes like this. Wally, did you see my brilliant product idea I emailed you? Pointing hair boss. Yes, and I've already debunked it in my mind. 
Wally, perhaps you could share your reasons. Pointy-haired boss, if it's such a great idea, why isn't someone else doing it? And if someone else is already doing it, we are far too late. In order for your idea to be good, you have to think you are smarter than everyone else in the industry. And seriously, just look at you. Anyone else have an idea? Dilbert, nope. Wally, never. Alice, nope. Mordek, nope. Most of you experienced this, right? So let's think about this differently and employ a foundation of improv that is profoundly simple and powerful. Two words, yes and. The philosophy of yes and is to accept another person's ideas as valid and then add on to it, despite how lame or undoable you think the idea is. When we do this, we're actually increasing and the other person's confidence to take risks. And taking risks without the fear of being punished is where amazing creativity is generated. And there's a name for this. It's called psychological safety. Psychological safety during divergent thinking creates a culture of all ideas being accepted without criticism or punishment. Here's the challenge. How do you not criticize an idea during divergent thinking, during the idea generation machine? This sounds simple. Just don't do it, right? Hmm. No, sorry, not that simple. This is a whole new way of thinking and behaving, and it takes time. Changing our mindset takes time because we are hardwired from our history to criticize during the ideation process. However, there are ways to change this pattern. The best way I've found to begin to break this pattern is to set a timer for 10 minutes and see how many ideas you and your team can develop without any additional dialogue or criticism. What I've learned from not criticizing well in an idea generation setting is that it needs to be discussed days before the actual process begins. I did a creativity workshop for a client of mine not too long ago. I thought I had clearly explained and defined divergent thinking and the divergent thinking process, only to find out that I didn't. During the discussion, almost everyone participating would throw out an idea, attach some qualifier to it, then someone would shoot it down. It was painful. I stopped the process and re-explained divergent thinking again and again and again and tried to move the process along. And again, it was only a moment before they reverted to their old ways. With perfect 2020 hindsight, I talked with my client afterward and explained that what I should have done was to create a document outlining the divergent thinking process and send it to all the participants two weeks before the program. Then the client would call a group meeting to review the information at least one week before the program and walk everyone through the process. Then on the workshop day, I would have reviewed the document one more time and answered any questions to get everyone's buy-in. During the session, if someone was not following rules, I would just take a pause, review the process, acknowledge how difficult this is, and start it all over again. Success with this takes time because of old habits are hard to break. It goes to the culture you are trying to create by recognizing that this is a process and not just an event. Patience and tolerance by the leader are critical for the team to begin to change their mindset. The ultimate goal is to create a culture where crazy ideas are accepted and supported, and they are done so with patience and encouragement. In a recent creativity workshop with a Fortune 500 leadership conference of emerging leaders from the U.S. and Latin America, I explained the process this way. 
The leadership of this company wants us to come up with new ideas on how to increase profitability. They want us to go deeper than just raising prices or cutting costs. And I want you all to give me your ideas, preferably crazy ideas. What is said in this room stays in this room. And no one can criticize an idea until all ideas are documented. I did explain that crazy ideas provide us with bandwidth in coming up with a new idea. And what may seem to be a crazy idea actually could be doable. When delivering your concept, don't qualify it or try to explain your thoughts about the idea. Just put forth the idea with the goal of quantity, not quality. Once everyone agreed and bought into the process, we began. Now, in those first five minutes, ideas were very safe, nothing crazy. A couple of participants wanted to add some dialogue. I had to politely stop them remind them of the process, and then ask for more ideas. In the following five minutes, ideas were being stretched further from the safe zones. Then one person from Latin America stated, I know how we can increase the profitability in our company. Let's kill our competition salespeople. Everyone in the room laughed. I paused for a moment thinking, that is really a bad idea. And... That leads me to a better idea. So after my pause, I replied, yes, we could kill all of our competition salespeople. However, none of us look good in an orange jumpsuit. That's just an orange onesie for adults. Instead of killing all of our competition salespeople, let's identify our competition's top salespeople and offer them a position with a 20% increase in salary and a bonus. And... We all get to stay out of jail. Everyone in the room had this look of, wow, this crazy idea process does work. And yes, it does. Here's another approach to the divergent thinking process. During ideation, stronger personalities may dominate the process. Those who may be a little bit more introverted never get a chance to contribute. In this case, or in these cases, sticky notes are the solution. Have everyone write their idea on a sticky note, and then everyone can submit the idea and remain anonymous. For example, in one creativity workshop for a client, I asked the group to give me one idea on a sticky note for increasing morale in the department. There was approximately 35 participants, or as I like to say, 35 more ideas than the one idea I already have in my head. So here's a list of a few ideas they gave on this topic. Four-day work week, Pizzas on Fridays, happy hours, being recognized for the hard work, more concise feedback, and summer hours. As I collected the sticky notes and organized them on the whiteboard, I noticed that the CFO had not turned in their sticky note. I approached the CFO, and he handed me the sticky note. I looked at it, hmm, handed it back to him saying, you need to share one. You need to share this one with the group. After the debrief of grouping of the notes into similar things, I turned to the CFO and asked him to share his idea. He stood up and said that on his sticky note, he wrote, thank you. He looked at his team and said, I am quick to criticize and slow to praise. That stops now. I will make a point of thanking you first more often and criticizing less because we all make mistakes. 
jaws hit the floor, and the overall mood of that room changed in a split second. How can you and your team begin to change how you innovate to a more robust and engaging way of allowing risk-taking, respect of others, patience, vulnerability, and giving everyone a say in the process? Start immediately and work on the process, and over time, your team's ability to solve problems will drastically increase. If you'd like to learn more about divergent and convergent thinking and have me come out to facilitate a creativity workshop, please contact me at peter at petermargaritas.com. Stay positive, test negative, be safe. Like what you just heard, visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.